Welcome back to The Final Word with Jeff and Aaron. I'm Aaron. I'm Jeff. And this is The Final Word. And it's been a while. A little bit. It's been uh, a month and three days. Our last episode was August 4th. Really? I thought it was only two weeks. No, no. It's been it's been a little while. It was Dang. about wasting time, which is kind of... Apropos? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's um, the first time I've used apropos correctly, I think. That's, I think so, too. I was going to use a different word and I don't remember what it was but applicable up oh, yeah, yeah well um, basically I think we've had a, a bit of a drought of inspiration and motivation yeah. leading to no podcasts yeah and it was kind of it was one of those things where like we should record I don't really feel like recording today yeah and then a month later which is yeah time goes too quickly and so on Thursday we sat down and had a bit of a heart to heart to discuss the future of this podcast and we both decided that we do want to continue making it because it's fun to do mm-hmm. uh, but that we had to kind of retool a bit retool it a bit to make it more in line with what we actually want to present exactly, and yeah. so make it actually almost a little more structured than what we had I, yeah I think one of the biggest problems with uh, the reason we started this podcast to begin with is that Aaron and I can talk for hours about nothing and nonsense mm-hmm. and then we're like we should translate that into a, a media form and maybe someone will be interested in hearing it problem is we're too good at rambling on right and we can just ramble and then we start repeating ourselves and then, and then we just kind of like um hmm, I think we have uh, beaten that topic to death yeah so, so. we're going to try to reflect a a better structure um, re- reflect that thing that we're trying to wrangle with a, a better structure in the podcast itself. Yeah. Um, so, so we're going to introduce the idea of segments. Segments. Um, we should actually come up with something for that. Uh, no, I'm telling you, we really should get a soundboard. I yeah. think that would be dope as hell. Yeah. There's um, probably, it's totally a software soundboard. Oh yeah. Like. I actually looked into it a while back. Most of them are, the good ones are paid for. Yeah. So, but I hey. actually check GarageBand. I mean, you could do that. Anyways, anyway, see, see, this see, is that this side is exactly. Yeah, we get off topic very easily. So the plan for segments goes like this. Uh, essentially, for each podcast, we're going to try to shoot for about a 45-minute time. And within each podcast, podcast, we're going to have, you know, our introduction and our outroduction. And then about three segments, totaling maybe 10 minutes each. Yeah. So we're looking at, well, hopefully no more than 45 minutes. If it's a quicker one, probably between 30 and 45 minutes. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. Um, and the better part about doing these segments is I will take control of some, Aaron will take control of right. some, so neither one of us has to spend the entire time trying to think of ideas. Right. And it also gives us a, um, hey, it's been 10 minutes, let's wrap up with this segment and move on. And we can always re-explore segments. Like, yep. we've done that with the other podcast. We've re-explored a podcast. Yes. Um, mainly the... Uh, are you um, thinking 36 questions? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Which can totally be a segment at some point. Exactly. Um, we'll, we'll work on yeah. that. So, in speaking of segments, we're actually going to start every episode with a new segment. Hey, Google, give me a fact. I learned on WashingtonPost.com that some of the trees in Redwoods National Park in California are more than 2,000 years old. One of its trees is nearly 380 feet tall, or half the size of the Washington Monument. Dang. There's, have you actually ever been to the Redwood Forest? I have. So there's actually, that's actually a cool fact. There's actually, um, it was an old Redwood that fell finally, I don't remember how many years ago, quite a few years ago. But, you know, they can, uh, trees have the rings, so you can figure out how old they are based mm, yeah, on the rings. Yeah. And it is uh, on the on the tree, On the they, they have a cross-section of the stump. 
and in the stump they have marked out historical events. Based oh, cool! On the so they turn like a little display, right? And one of them is the birth of Jesus. Right, two thousand years. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Redwood Forest is beautiful. I've it's been very there forever. I uh, when I graduated from college, high school, high school, very important high school because I did some stupid things. Um, when I graduated from high school, uh, a couple buddies of mine um, and myself, we took a road trip uh, across the western United States uh, and ended up in the Redwood Forest. And while I was driving through it, it was late at night. And I was the one that was designated to drive through to the next location mm-hmm. we we're going. And it would be very concerning because that road was kind of windy yes. and our lights weren't super great. Because nice. again, we just graduated high school and are idiots. Right. And a lot of the time I'd be driving, all of a sudden my lights would hit something. It'd just be a giant Take tree in the you. middle of the road because like, it oh curves. My God, we're going to die. Oh my goodness. It was not good. Eventually I was like, you know what? This is not going to work. So I'm going to pull over to the side of the road, get some sleep and then uh, start again. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be how we're going to start most of our podcasts off is the little introduction. Then we'll try to see what Google thinks is an interesting fact. Yeah, um, and, and then sometimes we, as, as we've been playing around with this, sometimes the facts are interesting, sometimes not so interesting, Yeah, which is it's, it's the whole point though. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a grab bag. Yeah, yeah. A little bit All random. Right. Um, so, um, so that's going to be our kind of our, our first new intro segment, if you will. And, um, now we're going to start I with, I'm going to hand it off to Jeff. Yeah, with the first official segment of this new season of podcasting. Do, do you have a name for your segment? Uh, interesting Introspectives. Interesting Introspective. That's a good one. I like it's it. really good. It has nothing to do with what we're actually going to talk about. Oh, all right. Well, it's still kind of cool. So one of the subject, the sections we're going to do later is Would You Rather? Because I think it's a great section for our first, first podcast. Um, and one of the things I thought of... A re-first podcast. A re-first podcast. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I... One of the would-you-rathers I had come up with, I realized would actually make a pretty good segment. And I think you'll, you'll like this one in particular. So, the question is, what single sci-fi feature from the Star Trek universe would you like to see in real life? Hmm... And originally, I had made it a would you rather between two particular ones, but I think opening it up to the entirety mm-hmm. of the Star Trek universe, and heck, maybe even to greater science fiction as a whole. Honestly, as cool as like artificial gravity would be, as cool but completely terrifying as transporters <laughs> would be, um, which, by the way, there's a hilarious little YouTube video about how a transporter is really a death box. Yeah, I've seen um, that one. Faster than light travel, warp drive, I think, is if you are going with the uh, idea of exploration, Yeah, that is by far the most important thing out there. Because, you know, we could have, we could um, uh, colonize the solar system. Like, we have the technology to do that. But it will take months to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Warp drive. I mean, that's just, you can go across the galaxy. It definitely opens up a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Um, Even the, if you are, you know, floating around in zero G while going, you know, warp factor five. Well, we can do some pretty good things of simulating gravity with the whole, you know, spinning. spinning right. Um, actually, the two items that I was choosing for the would you rather was uh, faster than light travel. And the other one was replicators. Because uh, I thought... Of the two replicators things, is definitely a um, uh, potentially game changing technology. If, potentially, I mean, it depends on um, 
how effective they are. I'm, I'm talking like they're from Star Trek. They're, they are the replicators that they have in Star Trek. They mm-hmm. can't, you know, probably do perfect tees or whatever, but, you know, they can do pretty good. I think uh, Picard got his uh, Earl Grey hot going pretty well. Right. No, I'm thinking from uh, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the, uh, the yes. replicator in that didn't understand what T was. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking like that would, I mean, think of the... That would create the post-scarcity world, right? Well, the whole idea, you know, in Star Trek with there being no uh, poverty and no money and whatnot, like in the novels, it's not said in the TV shows, but like in some of the novels and whatnot, it's kind of all attributed to the replicator that once the replicator was introduced, it was like, well... There's no... I mean, just press the button, get the stuff. Right. You know, it's... Now, of course, they never talk about what powers the replicator because, you know, E equals MC squared. It's a lot easier to go... From mass to energy, then from energy to mass. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy to make some mass. It was interesting. Um, One of my physics professors in high school did a simple demonstration. He held up one of those Expo markers Mm -hmm. and said, if we use equals MC squared on this guy to figure out how much energy it has, uh, this is enough energy to basically power the entire Earth for forever. Uh, And the problem is getting that energy out is... uh, Extremely Inefficient. Inefficient. Takes more energy to... Get it out, then... Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... Yeah, like, it's... Matt... Physical matter contains a lot of energy. Yes, it does. And so, it's... I mean, you look at the atom bomb. It's splitting an atom. Obviously, you know, nowadays there's multiple atoms, but it's still... Yeah, it's one, but... Right, but the idea that you can split a single atom and get a insane amount of energy... Yes. You know, so... Um, But, circling around too faster than light travel... That does introduce an interesting question, which is uh, alien life. Do we really want to be going to the outer reaches of the of the galaxies? Yeah, I. So there's a um, there's a TV show Babylon Five. I don't know if you ever watched Babylon. No, 5. I haven't. But you just you recently told me that you'd started watching it. Yeah, I've been rewatching it. It was on Amazon oh, re-watching Prime. It. Yeah, I've watched it before. It actually it. It hasn't aged great, but it still is a good story. And one of the aspects is um, the Earth discovering alien life for the first time. And mm. how it kind of changed mainly religion on Earth. Yeah. Which I could see being very tumultuous, if you will. Because um, a lot of religions are very much we are the center of the universe. They're a little bit egotistical. Yeah. Which yeah. is odd because it's supposed to be about this whole God character, right? Right. But it's like it's our God. Yeah. You know, it's God is everything is and obviously this makes perfect sense based on, you know, histories. It's all very homo sapien centric because when not even that like specific people centric right exactly that's kind of how we end up with some religious conflicts right so like if you suddenly discover oh there are aliens it's like well do they have the same god or are there multiple gods or (laughs) considering that we basically well basically ostracized a single person for um uh uh simply suggesting that you know the world is the earth is not the center of the universe uh yeah universe Mm -hmm. then uh, yeah people are egotistical 
really egotistical, especially religious people. I would say not necessarily egotistical, but if somebody has power, mm. they will do whatever they can to keep power mm-hmm. and suggesting that they were wrong about something. Right. In this well, case, the center of the universe is the Earth. Well, that was um, um, Copernicus was blasphemer because he suggested that the Earth literally was not the center of the universe. Yes. But the sun was before we knew that there was, you know, the yeah. whole universe. But getting back to the technology of Star Trek, um, yes. if you look at especially the original series, less so with The Next Generation and some of the newer ones, computers and everything in the original series are so archaic. Yeah, it's I mean, fun. so, so archaic. And my favorite thing is when you see them walking around with these tablets yes. that have one document. Exactly. It's yes. like, this is a really super scientific thing. Uh, it can store one PDF. Right. Which at the time was like, wow, that's that's a cool idea. We but, have it. It can just store all of them. Right. And um, But what's so interesting for me, at least with, with that, is back in... The, you know, the early 1900s, even 50s, 60s, even um, sci-fi writers and whatnot would look at, you know, what's the future going to look like? And it would be a lot of space travel. And they saw, you know, these leaps in propulsion and whatnot. But not so much with computers, because we didn't really even know what computers were going to necessarily look like at yeah, that point. Yeah. And what has happened is almost the opposite of that, is that propulsion has hasn't changed since the internal combustion engine, really. I mean, or the jet engine, maybe, but computers are crazy. I mean, the phone in your pocket is more powerful than anything that existed during the Apollo era by a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yet, we're still using internal combustion engines to get from point A to point B. And even electric engines, the concept is not new. And honestly, it's the electric engine. The problem is not the engine; it's the battery right, right now. Exactly. Um, the fuel for it. Um, so, so we have about two more minutes on this segment. I, I was thinking one more interesting question from this is: if tomorrow the replicator was invented, mm-hmm. and not only invented but like hundred bucks, hundred bucks, and oh. you got a home replicator. How do you think the society would change? Oh so, just for in case anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, a replicator is basically this device that you go beep, boop, 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 beep by pressing some buttons and it pops out you a stew. Like it literally replicates anything. Quite honestly, I think we would see a collapse in society <laughs> initially. Like because people are like, I don't need to work anymore. Like yeah. I don't have to work to feed myself. Yeah. I mean, maybe I got to work to pay my rent, but shit, I can just replicate a house and put it on the side of a road. Do you think they required a fuel? Like, I'm not talking, not talking like energy. Like, in our case, maybe it plugs in. Antimatter. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. They're Um, like a little antimatter pod or something that. I wonder how long one of those would last. Like a really long time, theoretically. Okay. Yeah. According to the show. Right. Now, if you have to plug it into the grid. Oh, I'm assuming, yeah. The entire grid would just collapse. In my mind, it was the size of a microwave. Well, no, I'm saying if you literally like plugged it into the wall. Yeah. And. It, the, the the electric grid across the world, one person would re- replicate something, the entire electric grid would be like, done! <laughs> no more electricity for you! Okay, assuming they fix that yeah. minor issue. But yeah. No, I kind of yeah. agree with you that there'd be, this, there'd be a huge panic, almost. Right. Like, um, I definitely think, you know, in Star Trek, society had already 
kind of rebuilt after World War III. They had already had first contact with the Vulcans. Yes, I'm a Star Trek nerd. Um, That's why I thought this topic would go pretty well. Before, you know, replicators were introduced, there was already kind of a, a utopia forming. So it was just kind of a natural curve into uh, really? it. They, the replicator came after um, Vulcans. Yes, the replicator was not in the original series. They had protein resequencers. Resequencers. Oh, that's interesting because yeah. I assume that the replicator was not the same technology as whatever got faster than light travel, but a similar technology. It was. I mean, we know that the teleporters come from the replicators, right? That's mm-hmm. really replicators come from the teleporter. Oh, well, I knew they were related. Yeah, yeah, because it was like matter to matter matter energy conversion was around but not to the same level as, like, making matter from nothing. Yes, yeah, I assume FTL was, like, they had figured out how to turn matter purely into energy, and that's how they were get to fashion like No, it was all uh, antimatter. Okay. Like they figured out how to create antimatter, which we can do. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so, so I think that's segment one done. Yeah, um, I feel like that went well. And and we could keep talking about it. And yeah, if we, we talked to. it to death. Yep. And so it's I think time, in- time to move on. Yep. All right, so segment number two is my segment. Yes. And uh, I'm going to actually re-explore a topic that we discussed in our very, no, our second podcast. Our second podcast was on time and immortality. I do like that we're doing a reboot of our podcast, and part of our reboot is to reference a previous podcast. (laughs) Um, Because it's a reboot. It's not a complete recreation or recreation out of thin air. Anyways, um, so... You know, that was, God, three or four months ago that we talked, we did that podcast. Um, so for those who don't remember or for those who didn't listen, um, one of the things we were talking about is, you know, if you had a superpower that you can control time, like how would that work? What would, if you could control time, what would that mean? And we, we kind of got into some nitty gritties and we kind of realized like if you could stop time, it wouldn't really work in the way you potentially would want it to. Yeah. How does that work on a physical level? Like, does that stop the air around you? Can you no longer breathe? Right, like, do would electrons anything, stop flowing? Like, how does this work? If you touched anything, would it just literally explode from the instant acceleration that I would experience? Yeah. So, and for me, the impetus of bringing that topic was um, almost a, uh, a frustration with time, if you will. How just... The arrow of time is constantly moving, pointing forward. Like, there's, that's literally the biggest constant in the universe is that time is always flowing forward. And I think when we did that podcast, that was basically the, the thing that we kept going back to is this idea that no matter what you do, time just still moves. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, that's true. So, however, um, I've been thinking about this for a while because I always I get kind of stuck in a loop with time. <laughs> um, when time becomes a loop. Exactly. So, but actually that is exactly what I was thinking. So, um, I think during that topic we talked about Groundhog Day, the movie Groundhog Day, where... Quick recap, Bill Murray gets stuck in a time loop and has to basically woo this one lady until he can get out. Essentially, and he keeps reliving the same day over and over and over again. And if you, like, get into it, it's kind of terrifying because he's stuck in this loop and he doesn't know why and he just keep reliving the same thing over and over and over again. Supposedly he was stuck in the loop for tens of thousands right, of years. Right, potentially on who you depending on who you talk to. Well, I was recently um, was watching a rerun of Stargate SG-1 and there's an episode 
episode called Window of Opportunity, which takes the the Groundhog Day concept and to a sci-fi route. And same idea, two of the uh, the characters in the show get stuck in a loop and are reliving the same day over again. Stargate SG one. That's yeah, the, yeah. Is this the one where? Um, Teal'c is running into a door. Yes. 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 And uh, uh, O'Neill, I think it was O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, is eating cereal or is something. Eating like cereal, that. and he, uh, Daniel Jackson, is asking him the same question every time. And obviously. he doesn't, he doesn't the remember what the doesn't yeah. remember what the question was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But Love that episode. It was great a great episode. episode. But what made me what was like a light bulb for me is they actually kind of knew why they were stuck in a loop. They knew that there was this alien machine on another world. They eventually figured that out, yeah. Right. And then, you know, they were able to figure out how to stop it and whatnot. So, kind of the light bulb for me was if I could control time, I would get myself in a loop and be able to control myself in a time loop. So that... So instead of having to pause time and dealing with all the physics ramification of that, you would just repeat, you know, a couple hours or, or a days couple, a or day weeks or whatever. or whatever. And I would know that I'm doing it and I would know how to start it and stop it. And... It would be perfect because you basically bypass all of the other issues. This is interesting. This is interesting development. Because, yeah, one of the problems I always had is if I ever had time powers, I'd want to freeze time so I could, you know, sleep in or freeze time so I could browse the internet longer. But if you freeze it, then you can't internet. Right. In this way, you could spend 300 days, if you will. Yeah. And it could be a single day in a loop over 300 times. Watching every TV show you could imagine, playing every video game you could imagine. Now, the- oh, what's even better about this? Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but so say one of the things that when I was in in college or high school that I wanted to stop time for was so I could study for a test. Yes, I could just loop over the test and cheat. You, you totally could, absolutely. And I was even thinking, like, if you could control the length of the loop as well. So one of the things I was thinking is, so if you're reading a book or watching a TV show, it doesn't matter if that gets reset at the end of the loop because you can remember what position you are in yeah. the book or whatnot. But let's say you're playing a video game. Well, your save is going to get reset. So that could be really frustrating have to, having to play through the same parts. But you could just spend five days playing a video game. Loop and then don't play it that second exactly. time. Exactly. And like it would, it, would, it would be perfect because not only could you continually move forward in time and have all the benefits of, you know, being in reality – but you would have all the benefits of not aging because at the end of the loop, you would go back Yep. and you would remember everything you did. And you could even try some things that, yeah. you know, like I'm, I I'm too scared. Right. Like I'm too scared to normally do this. I don't know if I would rob a bank. I mean, there are certain things where you'd be like, I could do this. Would there be ramifications down the road? I if, don't if know. If it's a true loop, then it doesn't matter, right? right? But I would mean, it like, you know, weigh in on your psyche if you, you know. Hey, you're looping around for years and years in a single day. Your psyche's already pretty much ruined at right, this point. Right, exactly. But, I mean, you like, again, of course, the biggest issue, and we talked about that the last time, is abusing the power. Well, yeah. Yes, and, obviously. Well, and this leads me to my question that whenever somebody suggests a superhero power that they want to have, I always have to ask the question of, okay, what is your limitation or your downside or your weakness? So I think, like, the limitation would have to be... Um, like how many loops you can do within a certain amount of time, if you will. So like every year you could do 500 hours of a loop or something like that. Hmm. Or uh, or like you can only loop for 24 hours or something like that. Oh, yeah. So you so either fix the duration of your loop or fix the amount of loops. Right. Because like, it would honestly, it would almost be kind of creepy 
Like you live an entire year of your life and you're like, I didn't like that year. I'm going to restart. Well, I think, I think you would definitely, you couldn't loop back unless you had already defined like a if you exa- Yeah. You'd have to define a start. Be like, yes. so literally you could be at, you know, January 1st at 12 yes. a.m. Be like, start my loop. What's interesting about this is say you wanted, if you did that and it just so happened that that year was your best year you ever had. And you're like, frick, I set this loop point for the first year. Can you just say, I don't no, want to do No, I don't think you could. I think that you have to loop back and either try to do that good year again okay. or... Right, which is, I think, where, like, some of the uh, the limits would come in because you wouldn't want to do a loop more than a couple of days, maybe. Yeah, for risk of right, like have, looping out something good. Right, exactly, which is uh, um, kind of what happened in some of the um, loops in Groundhog Day. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, but... Basically, the thing that only transferred between each day and the Groundhog Day was his memories, so... Right. The days that he did good things just didn't matter. Right. He remembered them, but... Right. Um, so, like, so, honestly, for me, what I would probably use it for is twofold. One, just be like, I just need some time off. I'm just going to loop the same day, and I don't care if anybody calls, because it doesn't matter. I can just... Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want this loop. And also... Maybe, you know, take some risks and things that I would not normally be afraid to do. For instance, you know what? I'm going to quit my job and try to find a job doing something else entirely. Exactly. Just and loop that. In worst case scenario, it succeeds and you have to do it again on your right. own. Right. And But you, you kind of know the steps to take. Um, so, like, I was – like, I really wish I could do this because, quite, quite honestly, like, if anybody now asked me what, if you had a superpower, what would it be? It's I a have a def- – Definitive answer. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, I've always I've always wanted to do something with time, but my problem with it was the physics around exactly. it. Exactly. But this, I mean, yeah, okay. There's still problems well, with the physics around right, it because you can't go backwards in time. Blah, 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 blah. But this one at least has a little bit more an internal consistency than uh, just being able to stop or freeze time. Right, because it's like the arrow of time is still moving forward, just bent around itself for yeah. a minute. So here's a question: um, Do you age? No. Okay, you're gonna go with no age. No age because you're redoing the same day. So you're you're just transferring your conscious back to your younger self, which means your brain still ages. It would kind of have it to. It would kind of have to, depending. Yeah, or you know. So there's um, uh, one of the actually one of the things, and I I thought about everything here. So one of the things I was thinking about is your brain's capacity, just literal capacity to remember. Yeah. Like how much can you? You know, you think about. I couldn't remember what I did a year ago necessarily. Like I could generally tell you, but if I loop the same day for a year, I do the same, you know, same 24 hour period for 360, 365 times. Am I going to remember what I did the first time around? Probably, Probably not. not. Is that a problem? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking you might have some, or am I going to give myself a stroke down the line? I was not thinking stroke. I was thinking just severe mental disorders, right. this issues. Well, there's the, um, you see this in a lot of like time travel movies oh, where yeah. something changed in the past and the person who is like outside the time stream or whatnot suddenly gets a bloody nose because new memories are being recreated and the brain is freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of thinking like, would that be an issue? Obviously, we don't know a lot about the – we still don't know a lot about the brain. So it's kind of like – yeah, I mean, if it works like a hard drive where you just write the information and then once you're out of information to write, I mean, once you're out of space to write, you're you done. Just erase it. Yeah. You erase some of the old stuff. But you could literally be like, well, I don't really care what happened in the first loop. So, yeah. but, um, 
it would be interesting. Yeah, the, the only reason I brought up the the aging part is because that's another possible downside that you could take mm-hmm. to give yourself more control over the whole system. Yeah, but see, I purposely don't want the aging part because that's the biggest kind of downside. Yeah, obviously. So this is more because then it makes it far more of a uh, cost benefit analysis. Right, but for me, the entire like really the the idea of it is it would relieve a lot of stress in certain situations. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why when I play video games and they have um, quick saves and quick loads. Exactly. I'm so much more confident running in and just going crazy because right. like, ah, worst case, I'll just quick load and exactly. I know what to do. Right. And, you know, in this way, like, if you're having a really tough time, like, it's been a long week or whatever, you're like, I'm just going to just loop for a few days. Loop and, that weekend. Yep. So. Oh, what would be... Okay. I just thought of the perfect use for this. Single day vacations. Yes. I was so thinking that. I, I pay, you know, a couple thousand dollars uh, to fly to Japan. I want to see all of Japan, but there's no way I'm going to do that. Right. So you once you get to Japan, you're like, okay, I'm in Japan. I'm going to start the loop. Yep. You only pay for one night for at a hotel, yeah. but then you do all of the things. Right. Now, obviously, you wouldn't be able to travel too far within that loop. And, oh, you have a day. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, you can get into like, okay, so you loop the one day, everything in Tokyo. Tokyo. And then you go to Okinawa or Kyoto or whatever and loop another day. Like, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be very useful. Yeah, so, like I said, this is is my superpower. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it it might be a bit too powerful. I know, but at the same time, it's... Yeah, it's, like, really powerful, but you're resetting it at the end of the day. So, nothing you do... But matters. But per knowledge se. is extreme power, exactly. though. I know. Like, I, I mean, you could like you could learn everything. Well, as again, capacity of the brain. Right. But yeah. But or you could learn how to again. I like the idea that you have to set your start point. Yes. Because this means if something you know a horrible disaster happens, you unfortunately couldn't go back and fix it because you didn't have that start point. Right. So unless you were lucky enough. Right. So for me, I guess I if think, you became really paranoid, you just wake up every day, set a start point. Right. I guess. Well, so for me, what the limitations would be are. Either like total number of start points within a year or maybe just total number of start points, period, that throughout your lifetime, you can have a hundred different start points or a thousand or whatever you want. So you're not just going to start every day and be like, yeah, I'm going to do a start point on this day because you're going to run out of start points. And also how long can a loop go for? Like, can you loop the same day 300 times or can you loop the same day three times? So I don't like the limitation of how many start points you have. Because that doesn't, like, I don't see why that matters in terms of how this power kind of quote unquote works. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, could, also, could could you say I set three start points of my total 100 or whatever? Mm-hmm. Can I go back to any one of those three? No. So then that's another reason why I think only, you just get one start point and it doesn't matter how many times you use it, you just get the one. Well, but I do like, like you, so it would be if you had unlimited start points, you could start every day as a start point and you could loop any day you wanted to which I feel like could be very easily abused whereas if you are have a limited number of start points in your lifetime you're not going to want to loop every single day yeah I don't know because I, I think that makes it too weak especially it, I mean it comes from from my perspective of, as a gamer where mm-hmm. if they give me a special item and they say oh, oh this is a very limited item mm-hmm. I never use that item well, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, one or two. I'm talking about 
a lot or maybe like within a certain year yeah if they recharge that's okay yeah so like every year you're given 50 start points or something like that yeah um, i don't know i think there's definitely some ways to limit it but well then also i think for me the big one would be how many times can you i think i think I, I like that one i think i like that one more than the start points yeah i think like if you i, I here's how i think it is it's the length of the loop versus how many times you loop it Yes. And not versus, but like multiplied by. Right. And that's what your limitation is. And also how many loops you can do within a period of time, I think. So let's say you do the vacation and you loop Tokyo for, you know, however many times you do. Then you go to the next place and you loop that. Like, can you do a loop after a loop after a loop? Or is it like you do a loop and you got to have a couple of here's, days? Here's how I think it works. Here, or Okay. Here's how I think it, it should work. Should work or rather makes it kind of uh, not overpowered mm-hmm. is... You get a set amount of loop time, quote unquote. Okay. So like if I started on January 1st, 2018, and I looped at the end of uh, December 31st, 2018, mm-hmm. that's one loop year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say you only get one loop year. Within a year. Just ever. Ever. Okay. Uh, not, not ever in that sense. I mean, ever as in like, if you, you can never exceed a loop year. Within so a, I could I could either loop one entire year or mm-hmm. I could loop one day 365 times. Yes, yes. Or I could loop one hour, however that math right. works out. Got it. Or yeah. a week, 52 times. Mm-hmm. But I can never go past that limit. Right. That makes um, sense. And and you can as many loops as you want, but within a single in a single loop, you can only exactly. Loop. Yeah. Uh, and I think the reason that works is you start overtaxing yourself for whatever. Right. Your brain heats up or something like that. And a loop year might be too much. So maybe it's a loop week, but whatever. We can fine tune this once we uh, figure out how to do it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that would be the way you want to do it. Anyways. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's yours. That's what I'm stuck on now. Cause I really, really want that. That's a pretty cool idea. I like that one a lot better. Yeah. Uh, it probably still won't replace tech romancy for me, but (sighs) yeah. Uh, sci-fi. Yeah. Anyways. So moving on to something little less uh and now for something completely different this is true um so we're moving on to the last segment of this episode which i figured what better way to reboot the series than starting with one of my favorite episodes the would you rathers and so i i wrote down about five would you rathers um and we're just gonna talk about them for about 10 or so minutes see how far we get all right uh so i'm gonna pick this one first because i think it's gonna be pretty interesting um would you rather lose all of your memories from before your 20th birthday or from the last five years? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Those last five years are useful memories. The, the first 20 are sentimental memories. I, I have some good memories from before I was 20. Now, when I say those 20 ones, I'm not going to say, like, you lose the ability to speak or anything like well, that. Right, We're yeah, just yeah. talking, like, like... Right, yeah, it's just memories. Yes. Like... I had a really good time in high school. I would lose yep. all my high school memories. Yep. Now, ooh, so here's the question. Memories is who you are. It's mm, what, very much so. So if you were to lose those 20 years of memories, how would that affect who you are? I would affect it significantly. Like, would you... But you would also have memories of post those 20 years, mm-hmm. and you'd remember those memories... As if you had I think those... you'd be kind of like disembodied from them right. a little bit. God. Both of these sound terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like really awful. Like I feel like if you lost those 20 years, the re- the amount of recovery time it would take before you were a functional human being wouldn't be very long. But if you lost the last five, you've lost 
you know everything that you've worked for right like in your in your job yeah as an adult oh my god um I had to take a little bit of thought to figure out what those two numbers had to be. Like, right. if it was your first 10 years, I mean, I don't well, really like remember be, that anyways. Right, that'd be okay. Or your first five years would be like, yeah. but, oh my God, that's... It's a hard one. God, I don't want... Oh my God, this is like, ooh, I feel like, you know, ants crawling on my skin. <laughs> like, that's... This, like, this sounds like uh, we can make a terrifying sci-fi dystopia on this or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe like... Like in half order to get... of the population loses their first 20 years, the other half loses their last five. Oh, I was thinking more like uh, whatever weird society has existed, it, it runs on memories. And yeah. if you want credits for the month, you can get rid oh, of a couple years. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, man. So, I know what my answer would be. Um, ay, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to say mine? Maybe give you some inspiration? Yeah, tell me yours. So I would probably go first 20 years. That's and what I was guessing you were going to say. The reason for that is okay, so I have a pretty shit memory to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember m- a lot of my before mm-hmm. 10, 15. Yeah. And the high school years, yeah, I had some really good times, but you can. they were in the past. Yeah. Well, and I feel like for you also, I mean, in the last five years, you got your doctorate. Yeah. You started a new job. Basically, in the like last five years. a lot has happened for you in the last five years that if you lost that, don't suck. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I would have to start from ground, from a step yeah. zero, basically. Yeah. I don't know, because I feel like, yeah, there's been a fair amount of stuff that's happened to me in the last five years, but there's been no, like, really earth-shattering major events. Mm-hmm. That if I lost it would be the end of the world. But then you just again, have to learn how the new Macs work. <laughs> right. Like, then again, like, I mean, I think we met more than five years ago. But I don't think so. Because um, I started grad school six years ago, seven years ago. Yes, yeah, so I think we met maybe a little over five years ago. Maybe. But we didn't become friends until the last five years. So, yep, yep. God, I don't have an answer. I don't want an answer. Um, well, you're eating through our time. Yeah. Um, so, come back to me. Uh, yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you stew on <laughs> let that me one. Pass. Let's oh. go with a slightly easier one then. God, I don't like that one at all. What I love about it is that's one that. Oh, no, that was one I stole from Reddit. Dang it. I thought that was one I made up myself. Oh. Um, okay, here's one I, I did make up myself. Would you rather always feel five degrees too hot or five degrees too cold? Five degrees too cold. Yeah, it's a pretty quick one, right? Yeah, totally. Um, like- the. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard because like when I'm laying in bed and I've made it cold because I like to sleep in cold mm-hmm. and I can't get that right level of warm, mm-hmm. then it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Is it five degrees too cold no matter what? Like yes. Even if you bundle up? You could be in a oven and you'd still feel five degrees too cold. Yeah, totally five degrees too cold. Yeah, like, yeah I, mean, I kind of I, agree with you that. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's far more comfortable. Yeah. Honestly, if that's the case, that'd be great. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because I'd be like, I don't have to put there, the AC just, or yeah, the they, heat on. Like I just like, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's another kind of quick one. Would you rather only ever get four hours of sleep? Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, you'll only get four hours of sleep mm-hmm. or always have to get 12. Well, there's a lot of caveats here. Mm-hmm. Would you feel rested on those four hours? Like that's no. the big one. No. So you would no. always be. It would be however you would feel with you only got four hours of sleep. Or I ha- Well, so here's the issue for me. Is left to my own devices, I can easily sleep 10 hours. Yes. And my body craves 10 hours of sleep. Yep. And quite honestly, it bugs the hell out of me that yep. my body craves 10 hours of sleep. So there's a part of me be like, well, if I'm only going to get four hours of sleep, then I'm only going to get four hours of sleep and there's nothing I can do about it. And my body will eventually adjust and I'll be fine. 
at the same time, I know what it feels like to be tired. And yes. I hate it. And you'll feel that. Yeah. Um, you might get used to it. You might get used to it. Ah. I think, hmm, because, hmm, because at the same time, you know, if you're always tired, like you, I feel like you'd start losing your mind a little bit. Yeah. But. And four hours is, four hours is, the reason why it's such a good question is because four hours is that amount of time where you've gotten enough sleep that you're going to be somewhat okay for the rest of the day, but you didn't get enough sleep that you're not going to slowly go mad. Right. Right. Um, in 12 hours, that just kills your day. Yeah. It just completely kills your you, day. You, you'll you probably wake up feeling pretty good. Um, until you realize, oh, it's well, early. it's 10 o'clock, and if I don't, don't go to bed now, I'm not going to wake up until... Yeah. I think I'd go with four hours. I think I would, too. Yeah. I mean, it would be... Hopefully, the body would get used to it. Yeah. But now, is that four hours within a 24-hour period, or is it four hours at a time? You are tricky. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go with normal sleeping schedules. Okay. So, no no naps. So, four hours. You can't, you can't take a four-hour and then wake up for later. a minute and then take another <laughs> exactly. four hours. Otherwise, so. think of it this way. That 12-hour one becomes horrible because you literally, you know, you go, I'm going to take a nap. Oh, shit. I just ruined well, the entire, <laughs> my entire day. <laughs> well, if you're always sleeping 12 hours, hopefully you don't need to take a nap. Yeah. Um, okay. More? Uh, we'll see how far. Um Okay, would you rather, speaking of sleep, would you rather have every dream always come true hmm. or never come true? Probably never come true, actually. Like, I've had some really cool dreams, but at the same time, if they came true, this would be a very, very weird world. Okay, okay, let's go with this then. Uh, they're prophetic, so they're not necessarily 100% true. Mm -hmm. They're just like... They uh, point to something that will actually happen. Hmm. Like you know, I've had those dreams where I find money. Mm -hmm. Maybe that come indicates I'll have a, a down um, yeah. an influx of money somehow. But if I choose never come true, mm -hmm. then that means if I have a dream that about getting money, then I'm never getting right. money. I mean, I feel like the never come true is kind of how it is already. Like, yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of it literally starts negating things. Hmm. Like so, like, if you, if you dream you found some money, you just will never, ever find, find money, money, yeah. Ever. Or, like, if you, you know, you, you've been going through this interview process for this job, and it's been really stressful, and, and you, you dream this, about it. And you, like, have an awesome interview, you yeah. know. You mm. dream that you have an awesome interview, that yeah. means you will not have that awesome interview. Interesting. Whereas, if you dreamt that you had an awesome interview, you would, if you choose. But at the, on the flip side, you dream you have an awful interview, and you're mm -hmm. like, well, shoot, at some point in my life, I'm going to have an awful interview. Yes. Huh. Huh. Now, what if I have, like, some crazy dream that I'm, like, out in space and there's, like, a sci-fi war going on? That's why, I like, you're right. When you first said uh, if they always came true, then that'd make things really weird. Mm -hmm. That's why I think they have to be prophetic. So yeah. it's, like, um, that may mean something in some way. So maybe. I think I'd probably... Re I'm changing my answer. I think I'd do the always true, always true on some level. Yeah, on some level. Yeah. Like what that could mean is that you just, I don't know, for some reason, um, Elon Musk decides to hold a lottery for every single person in the U.S. and you get the ticket that says you could go to Mars. Right. There you go. And I think that actually could be kind of useful because if you have a dream, positive or negative, you're like, all right, I have a an idea of what's, an going, idea on. Of what's going to happen in my life, which could yeah. be interesting. Okay, we have a couple more seconds, so I'll do the last one that I had. Uh, would you rather be stranded with minimal supplies in the middle of the ocean mm. or the jungle? 
Are these supplies that you could survive on or how? Yeah, they're just the minimal. Just minimal. So And and they're appropriate to the location. Like we're talking if you're in the middle of the ocean, you probably have one of those lifeboat things yeah. and it has the the uh, kit that comes with it. I honestly think I'd probably go with the ocean um, for a couple of reasons. One being um, there are less things in the ocean that are going to try and kill you than yeah. in the jungle. The only problem with that, though, is the things that are trying to kill you in the ocean is time. True, but hopefully you can get somewhere to survive. Like, there's a lot of shipping lanes in the ocean now. I feel like... But the ocean's also very big. Right, but if you have, like, a flare gun, I feel like that's... Yeah, that a, might be in that case. Yeah, like, the jungle, though, is... You could just be lost forever. Yeah. Like, even... Like, at least in the ocean, you'll have a good idea this is north, south, east, west. In the jungle, if you're, like, in the middle of the jungle, you may not even be able to see where the sun is coming up and going yeah. down and whatnot. Well, the re what I liked about this one um, is that it kind of indicates two different ways of survival. There's the ocean kind of uh, represents this sort of passive, passive survival mm -hmm. where you just try to exist and hope something will happen. Mm -hmm. Whereas the jungle kind of represents an active survival mm -hmm. where it's like, I have to get myself out of this situation mm -hmm. and I have the means to do it because yeah. I can, I have uh, agency. Right. And it's kind of the two, two different ones where yeah. uh, I think I would choose the jungle because even if my odds of survival are less the fact that I have this feeling of agency mm -hmm. would make me feel secure. Yeah. And you can more easily move in the jungle, if you will, yeah. to an extent. Like, you you can try and actually actively get out of it. And that's the... Interesting. Difference. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Cool. I also feel like being stranded in the middle of the ocean could be potentially peaceful for a short amount of time. Peaceful for a final yeah. existence. Right. Um, um, speaking of final, yay! That was our third segment, so we're going to move on to the last thing, which is the final word. What is the final word, Jeff? So this one is one that I, I picked a while ago. We'll see if uh, we'll see if you get it. Oh, probably need to turn my media on. Okay, here we go. Plosive. 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 Yeah, I always pronounce it plosive. P L O S I V E. S I V E. Plosive. Plosive. Has it anything to do with explosions? Kind of. Is it a, like an implosion? No. No. Is it a type of explosive? No. Well, again, kind of. But is it a bodily function that could? It's closer. Be something closer. explosive. I'll give you a hint. The word plosive is an example. The word plosive is an example. Yes. Huh. Can you use it in a sentence, or will that give it away? This sentence has a plosive. This sentence has an ending? Mm. This sentence has a plosive. Let me well, go with if this. the plosive is a plosive in and of itself, then... How about this one? This sentence has a plethora of plosives. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> so a plosive, it's not necessarily a P, but the it's plosive the is the sound that you make, make when, you... when you hold back air and then release. Got it. Plosive. Plosive. I think, so this, I think yeah, this thud, has a plethora of plosives. Yeah, and I think TH is also a plosive. Yeah, I can thud, see it. Thud. And T. Yeah, anything. Interesting. So the reason... That's, yeah, so plosive is an example in and of itself. 
Yeah, let me go with a plosive is a sound speech, um, a speech sound. Basic plosives in the English language are T, K, P, mm-hmm. D, G, and B. Yeah. yeah. Those are all plosives. The reason it came up is a while back we were talking about getting one of those um, uh, uh, screens for the mic mm. to keep the P yeah. sounds. It's called Which a pop I filter. I have one. Yeah, I, I have one too. Yeah. Um, anyways, right. well, there you go. That's plosives. Well... Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll continue the schedule and think of some more segments. Um, uh, join us at week. our website to um, you know suggest more segments if you think they're interesting. Yeah, the uh, our website is thefinalword.podbean.com. Thank you. All right, and listen to that the soothing dulcet tones, which are neither soothing or dulcet, of our out tune. Yay.